From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 34. Hello. I hope you're all doing well, all having a great week, uh, so on and so forth. (laughs) I hope January isn't the struggle that all the memes suggest it will be. I hope you behaved yourselves financially (laughs) in December. Yeah, I know, because it's a long way to go. you're not in crisis, because you know January has 50 days. (laughs) (laughs) So, Okay, so actually, before we start, I didn't even tell you this. Mm -hmm. Real quick, it would be really wonderful if on whatever platform you're watching us or listening to us on, if you really like the content and you're enjoying it so far, please give us a rating because it helps boost the podcast and makes us easier to find and just generally overall really helps us. So if you could take a minute to do that before we get rolling... Really appreciate it. Okay, great. And another so. thing, um, if the sound, if the sound is kind of different or mm. better, or what, please let us know as well. We're so living we a jump. life of struggle over <laughs> here. Um, but, uh, yes, please, please give us, us feedback. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, whether it's the sound quality, the video quality, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So, all right. Okay. Let's that's get started. Straight into the news, right? So, in South Korea, people are attending a fake or mock funerals. And um, one of such places holding events is the Hyowo Healing Center in Seoul. Now, the rationale behind this is to let people appreciate life, but more importantly, to reduce suicide rates. Now, hmm. suicide rates in South Korea um, are one of the, is one of the highest in the world. There's about 20 people for every 100,000 people, which is quite high. Now... If you do agree to take part in this activity, you're given a rope, um, you're, you're, you're told to write your will, hmm. you're given, you're, you're given a, a coffin, and then at some point you're ushered into the coffin. Um, it takes about oh, 10... Yeah. they actually put you in the yeah, coffin. Yeah, they put you in the coffin what and now? they close the lid. Huh. So, yes. <laughs> so that can range for, that can range between 10 minutes and 30 minutes, but then you're in there, you're silent. And then you hear the, the guy who's leading the whole thing tell you that, yeah, your organs are failing, you're now dying slowly, slowly. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so that's it. So after the 10 to 30 minutes, you now, uh, they open the lid and then you come out. You're and it's reborn. Sort of, exactly. So it's sort of mm-hmm. like you've left all the bad things behind and then you're reborn into a new life. You know what? Now, yeah. So you may think you may think of it as morbid or you're like you're taunting that, but I actually do think it's a good way for people to appreciate. Yeah, life. I'm actually I'm yeah, saying okay. it's, it's I get, like I can see it. Mm-hmm. exactly, and it just makes you aware that the time that we have here is limited, <clears throat> and that you should appreciate the things that you have. Maybe if you're suicidal, you might think about it twice. That okay. Maybe the people that I'm leaving behind will actually miss me when right, I'm gone. Right. I mean, obviously, suicide is not as simple as, th- as, as that. But mm-hmm. it just may trigger somebody into thinking that, okay, maybe I should give this thing at life another go. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, again, this has come out as a result of, of the stigma surrounding suicide, depression. And in South Korea, traditionally, people don't talk about depression and right. suicide and things. You, have, you, you basically have to deal with it on your own. So this is a kind of initiative that was put out there to help people with, 
who are suffering from suicide or just generally from people who feel like they don't have too much out of life mm -hmm. just let them experience that okay we've got this one life these Let's people do love you at least exactly. and maybe they'll Get, read your obituary or something exactly. and you realize that, okay, your life hasn't been as terrible as, as you, you think. think yeah. mm -hmm. um, but then again, death is also one of those things that we tend to shy away from, mm -hmm. right? How many of us have written a will? How many of us have actually talked to our parents and asked them, okay, where do you want to be buried? Yes. What kind of funeral do you want? How many of us have talked to our kids and told them that, yeah, this is what happens when you die? Not mm -hmm. some fairy tale story that they can't make head and tail of, right? So this for me is just a, it's just a, another another thing where it's it's something you don't it's not comfortable to talk about but it has to be it talked is, about just right. like sex just like death just like so many things mm -hmm. and then if you can accept that death is just a normal part of the human cycle I think it just makes it easier to talk about and that's, that's my right. no that's yeah, wonderful yeah. listen the career things are going down <laughs> in career remember we talked about senior citizen prostitutes yes. and I actually have another topic not today that mm. I, that's happening in Korea I'm just like okay Korea yeah, yeah, yeah. but in this case because I have heard of like living funerals mm, okay. like people who are ill right. usually those people who are terminal or something they have their oh, funeral yeah. whilst okay. they're alive okay. instead of when they die mm. and so they can get to see everyone for the last time and you mm. know and they usually it's when they're ready to announce that they're you know terminal or something yeah. and it's just you know I, I don't know I, I kind of like some of these alternative yeah. like when i first read, like when i first read it, i was a bit like this is strange but then when you think of it it's actually it's it's, it's not a bad thing no, as, as really. it, yeah, mm -hmm. it puts some perspective into your life you know? that's and, great yeah i like that and and one story i had to tell was that i had a great uncle who was so eager on on finding out how he would look like if we died he actually <laughs> photographed himself in the coffin oh my yes. <laughs> We found it bizarre. We're like, what's wrong with this guy? But then, yeah, he like, wants I to I want to go out flat. Yeah, so let me, let, me, let me put myself in the coffin, take a picture and see what I look like. Very bizarre, but hey, that's what it is. So that's that for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in my In the News this week, I'm back to talking about Ghana and its uh, <clears throat> ginger what, relationship when it comes to marijuana uh -huh. and weed. Mm -hmm. So I remember last season it was yes. that I talked about how, you know, people were still pushing for the legalization of mm -hmm. marijuana and we had at least gotten to the point where Parliament was discussing um, legalizing the the cultivation of industrial mm -hmm. hemp, right? Mm -hmm. So that is back in the news again. Oh. And Ghana, so Ghana has signed via the Hemp, um, excuse me, sorry, let me just start over. Okay, Ghana stands to make $56 million in five years from the cultivation and exportation of industrial hemp. Now, just right. quickly, to, you know, to differentiate between uh, industrial hemp and marijuana, both are actually uh, cannabis sativa strains. Um, however, the difference, the main difference is uh, industrial hemp has a negligible amount of THC. Right. So, of course, for those weed heads out there, um, you know that the two main chemical elements in marijuana are THC and, and CBD. Mm -hmm. And CBD gives you the calming, sort of pain-killing effects of the marijuana, and the THC is what makes you think you're on the moon, mm, okay, right? Okay. Um, so, industrial hemp is a strain that does not contain uh, you know, <clears throat> enough levels of either of these things 
for people to go and try and steal the weed to smoke <laughs> kind of thing, right? Uh, but actually, industrial hemp has many, many various uses, including as cattle feed. Uh, they extract the seed oil and use it in fuels, paints, ink. You can use the fibers for paper, okay. for clothing, packaging materials, and construction materials. So it's actually in very high demand because, it, again, it has a multitude of uses. So the Hemp Growers Association of Ghana, which I didn't know existed mm -hmm. until yesterday, <laughs> we have a Hemp Growers Association, right. and they have signed a memorandum of understanding with a um, Ghanaian-owned cannabis operator in Portugal called Soringa TM. Now, I tried to look up Soringa TM and didn't find anything, which is slightly yeah. suspicious because, oh. again... We're talking $56 million here over five years. So they said um, for the 100 acres that the Hemp Growers Association have put up to use, um, apparently each yield, yearly yield will be $11 million. So mm -hmm. that's why it comes to 55, 56. Okay. So, <clears throat> but the thing is they're still waiting on parliamentary approval for industrial usage. But... I mean, as they've gone to a point where they've already signed the MOU, I have a suspicion that they know something. Yes, And yes, that they're yes, confident yes. that this thing will go through Absolutely. at some point this year. Mm. And again, I do think it's a good step in the right direction. I, do I don't know why we're so afraid. Again, I was saying gingerly. We're just mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't it's know. It's wee, wee. It's wee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, I mean, beyond that, I mean, frankly, again, I repeat, I still feel like all weed should be legalized, mm -hmm. and it will. I don't think it will create this, you know, epidemic of kids on drugs or whatever. Yeah. I mean, whoever is smoking weed now, it's there's nobody else that wants to smoke weed in Ghana True. who isn't, because they're like, oh, no, it's illegal, I can't right, do that, right, since right. when? So all what we'll be able to do is better regulate. You'll be able to yes. tax. You pay VAT on your weed like you pay VAT on your Coke, on your, well, not cocaine, okay. like Coca-Cola <laughs> or say, right, anything. Yeah, or, yeah. You know. So, but yeah, it looks like maybe getting a boost of income that's in the great. near future. I think that's wonderful. I think yeah, that's really and I'm just like, how do we get in on this? Who are the hemp growers? So like, <laughs> you know, what if I have land I want you to know? use for industrial? No, honestly. Maybe it's, an, like I said, I couldn't find much about these entities, which again, is always slightly suspicious, but... Um, you know, setting them up. <laughs> I know, I'm mean, it's like somebody's inner circle you know, transactions. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. if you're out there and you have land, I don't know, hit up the Hemp Growers Association and see if you can join it's in right. on this thing. Yeah, 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 why not? And why get, not? you know, yeah, so and get in on the game. So that is my in the news. That's this brilliant, week. I love it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> okay, and uh, on to songs of the week. Today I have three songs for you. The first one is a song called You Say from Lauren Daigle. Now she's a contemporary gospel singer born in America and when she was younger she suffered from a or she contracted a virus called cytomegalovirus and this virus is related to the virus that causes chicken pox and infectious mononucleosis. Mm. Now because of this she had to stay home, she couldn't go to school because her immune system was weak and so her mother signed her up for singing this mm. and then from there when she became so I found that a Silver really, lining, absolutely right? beautiful story. Now the thing that really um, surprised me was that when I listened to the song, I thought it was Adele 
Oh, yes. And so she started singing, and at some point, I said, This sounds so much like Adele. Like, mm. And it wasn't. So I was mm. like, Wow, oh, this is quite interesting. And uh, the song, uh, you say it's, it's a beautiful song. Basically, questions like, Where am I going? Am I going in the right direction? About issues of identity. And yeah, it's off her album, and Look Up Child. So that's a beautiful song you say by Lord. Now the second song, and I'm sure you guys are gonna hate because I keep talking about this artist. Is it's that from a <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I just find his music so amazing. <laughs> so the second song is Adekule Gold. Is it before you wake up? No, 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 no. Okay. And the song is it's from his about 30 album. And the song is called Pablo Alacrim. Now, in trying to find out what this song is about, I ended up finding out that so he made a song about a guy on Twitter who, who, who was a scammer. So this Pablo guy apparently was a scammer who used to do people, at some point threatened people, threatened that he was going to commit suicide. Oh, I remember that thing. Oh, it was just last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, don't, I don't know how, how that, that came about. And I don't know if, whether this Pablo guy had any relationship with Adekunle Gold. I'm not sure. Maybe he's just trolling. Yeah. troll. You know? But then he decided to make a song about it. This song is brilliant. I just love the fact that it's so like highlight. And of course, you can hear Simi in the background as well. That's brilliant. So that's uh, Pablo Alakori from Adekunle Gold. The third song is from Uyala. And the song is called Rock and Sand off of her album Sisala Goddess. And I, I, I'll be the first to admit that I haven't really gotten into Uyala's I know I, she's amazing. Her live performances are brilliant. Yes. I love everything she's doing, mm. but I couldn't really tell you mm. like five of her songs. And I couldn't either. So I said, you know what, let me go listen to some of her tracks. She's got a beautiful voice. She does. Oh, and she plays guitar as well. Oh, she does. She does, okay, yes. yes. So she writes her really? music. Yeah. So yeah, she's a Ghanaian artist, she sings in Sisala and Wala dialects and she's from Punzi in the upper uh, west region. <clears throat> she's also known as the Young Lioness of Africa. And Wiala means Dua in the, in the Sisala. Hmm. Yeah, in the okay. Sisala dialect. So that's, that's quite interesting. And she's been on this musical journey um, since 2012. Apparently she was in the Vodafone Icon reality show. So you wouldn't was... recognize her. She was oh, very different. She completely no. changed her image, and because she ha used to do, you know, the whole weave thing, oh. and she was doing Afro pop music and all that, and then she just like revamped mm. everything. She was like, "This is not really who I am." Yeah, stay authentic to herself, yep. probably. Yeah, and that's what you know pushed her out there. So that's good for you. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So she's a top top performer internationally, as Peaches has already said. And in a way, I don't want to say she's the next this or she's the next that, but she does remind me a bit of Angelina Jolie. Angelina. Angelina Jolie. And she also reminds me a bit of Grace Jones. But she's her own person. She does beautiful music. And that's Rock and Sam So the three songs are Lauren Daigle, You Say, Adekunle Gold with Pablo Alakari, and Riala Rock and Sand. Great. Wonderful. Okay. So I also have three songs this week. And the first one is from a singer called King Princess, and the song is called 1950. Now, I'm trying to be like you. Oh, okay. please. So, King Princess' real name is Michaela Strauss, and she's a singer, songwriter, and instrumentalist. She plays bass, as a bass, she plays guitar. Um, and she's from Brooklyn, New York, and she's actually signed to Mark Ronson's Zelig label. And I talked about 
Mark Ronson last week, I believe. Yeah. So she signed to Zealand Zealand Records, and she her her music is like rock and blues influence, but it's got pop elements because she's actually only 21 years old and i didn't know that because when i heard this song it's like really soulful and everything like that so I, it was it surprised me that she was so young she actually wrote it when she was like 19 or something so um she released her first ep in 2018 and it's called make my bed and this 1950 is the lead single off of that EP. Now, um, 1950 is a reference to the fact that um, in the 50s, 60s, hell, in some places, present day, people of, you know, people who were not heterosexual could not openly express their affections for each other. And she actually identifies as genderqueer. So she uses it as an analogy for being in love with somebody, not being able to show it to them, or they, you know, or it being unrequited love. So basically, there's love there, but nobody can show it to the other person, and how painful that can be. So, yeah, it's called 1950 is a really beautiful song. So, that's my first one. My second one is by an artist called Sam Henshaw and it's called Church and it features a rap group called Earth Gang. Um, now Sam Henshaw is a British singer-songwriter and he was born in Yabasi Samuel Henshaw in London but to Nigerian parents so he's actually you know one of us. What's up? <laughs> and um, he signed to Columbia Records um, in a development deal much earlier and um, he's he stated that he was heavily influenced by gospel growing up as well as by you know more contemporary singers and that definitely comes out in the song which is called church um <clears throat> and that came out in 2019 and of course it features your sort of southern black baptist mm. church um stylings and you can hear it very well and it's a really but it's very upbeat it kind of reminds me if you remember that John Legend song, Used to Love You, featuring Kanye West, uh -huh. so it was kind of reminds me of that a bit. And um, Earth Gang are an Atlanta-based rap duo who someone described as outcast if both members were Andre 3000. <laughs> so they're kind of very out there, kind of very quirky and alt, but also make wonderful music. They are signed to... Uh, what is that label called? Anyway, um... J. Dreamville. J. Cole has a record label called Dreamville and there's quite a, every, literally everybody signed on to Dreamville is amazing. <laughs> and so Earth Gang on Dreamville as well and they feature on the song and it's brilliant. You'll love it. It's very nice and upbeat. And my third song, I decided to take it all the way back. And so my third song is by George Darko, hey. and it's called Akotibofu, <laughs> which means even parrots can speak English. I didn't know what that meant at all. So, <laughs> so George Darko was born in Ekopong in 1951, and he was the son of a chief, and he went to Kusek in Ekropong and ended up in the armed forces where he played in the armed forces band and was deployed to the Middle East. And when he returned to Ghana, he formed the Golden Stool Band, which again would be a reference to his royal lineage. 
And then he moved to Germany and formed a new band called the Bus Stop Band in 1982. Yes. So it was during this time that he released um, Akoti Brofu, which came out in 1983. And the song became one of the pioneering um, sounds of what is my favorite era of high life, which is Boga High Life. Because that's, I'm an 80s baby, so that's what I stepped into. And yeah. So he eventually returned to Ghana and, and ended up being um, installed as the Tufuhini of Ekropong in 1991. So again, George Daku is one of our icons of Ghanaian music. He's legendary. Again, he's one of the pioneers of Boga High Life. And um, I'm very fond of this song because it reminds me of my childhood. Uh, when my dad would be off work, he would you know, play music loud in the house. And back in the day, this was one of the albums, George Daphne's album, this particular one that he would play. And this was one of my brother and I's favorite songs when we danced in the house. So, those are my three songs this week. 1950 by King Princess, Church by Hen Sam Henshaw featuring Earth Guy, and Akoti Brofu by George Daphne. Okay. All right. right. <laughs> So in about the F, uh, which is probably not safe for work, you might want to either if, oh. you're with, if you're with your kids, you might want to skip or <laughs> well or, or just explain to them how like this is the real world. <laughs> anyway, so in a quest to follow every dumb trend, people are doing the uttermost, like hmm. just being most. The most recent one being perineum sunning or bum sunning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. What happens is perineum sunning is you get naked, you sh you're basically showing your bum to, to the sun. And dermatologists have said that uh, there's absolutely no benefit to this. And in fact, you might actually get sunburned. Because mm. mm. it's and quite a tender <laughs> part of your body. Absolutely. And a sudden exposure, you could, you could, actually, you could actually be risking getting cancer. Mm -hmm. Now, so the original poster, a lady called Metaphysical Megan, is uh, convinced that this practice, this practice improves your libido, good mental focus, increases energy, and so on and on and on. And she claims that it's a, it's an ancient Taoist oh, practice. Oh my God! I bet this person is very Caucasian. Oh, of course, yeah, she is Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> With the perineum being called the gate of life and death. Yeah, in Taoist practice. Now, I tried to look up some like articles, like articles showing that, that prove it, that this absolutely is, nothing. She made that up in nothing. her bedroom. I, I guarantee it's, it. It's 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 crazy. I mean, if you're trying to get your daily dose of vitamin D, is that is that, there is other that what it has to do? There are other really? ways. Surely, just drink uh, some milk just... or stand in the sun like everyone else with sunscreen on. <sighs> at that. And the worst thing is that so I was reading a bit more and then I found out that Josh Brolin, aka Thanos. He also went to do that. He also tried this and failed miserably. He got burned so badly that oh he had to goodness. use ice and aloe vera to, you know, soothe his nether regions, so to speak. So again, it's just about following every stupid trend. Like you see, oh, it's trendy. I gotta hop on it so that people know. Some that, uh, random um, person called Metaphor. Like, like, why are you listening to her? Who is she? It's, it's stupid. And even if, I'm just thinking that even if it was a terrorist prank, I'm sure it was not as 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 she said i'm sure there was maybe there was something similar to it but not exactly what do you do i've never know, heard I'm... any chinese because chinese people usually carry through their traditions and if it's really taoist like that somebody today we'd know it because we know of 
feng shui and tai chi. Yeah, I never heard of the butthole it, sunning one. Yeah, so please, we beg you. It's ridiculous. And then you see the picture with people on the lawn and they're holding their <laughs> two feet up in the air and oh getting. It's ridiculous. Like, please, please don't follow every trend. It's not necessary. It doesn't make hmm. you better or worse than any of us, you know. So that's that for me. What the f in perineum sunning? Stupid. Oh boy. Stupid. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> um. So on to my what the F this week. So have you ever had a really bad stretch of time where you're just like, ah, why was I even born? Yeah. Well, <laughs> a certain gentleman called Raphael Samuel asked the same damn question. And um, he decided to take it a step further in solidarity with those of us who are tired of being <laughs> alive. And um, he decided to sue his parents for creating him or giving birth <laughs> to him without his consent. Wow. So, Raphael Samuel is a self-described antinatalist. Hey. Now, anti yes, please. And ant the antinatalism movement is a system <laughs> of <laughs> is a system of belief that holds that it is morally wrong to procreate especially since, for the most part, to live is to suffer. Oh, my God. So he thinks it's unethical. And according to him, this uh, sort of concept of antinatalism has actually appeared um, throughout history, um, specifically in certain sects of Christianity and Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And I guess he's trying to bring it back for the modern era. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so he argues that to force a child into the world and to eventually force them into some sort of career <laughs> is tantamount to kidnapping and wow. slavery. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, the interesting thing here is both of his parents are attorneys. And so apparently his mother said she admires his temerity mm -hmm. and says that if Raphael can come up with a reasonable explanation right. for how they could have sought Cons his consent That's exactly what I was prior ask. to giving birth to yes, him, yes. then she stands corrected and she will uh, happily accept yeah. her faults here. Yeah. So I guess court case pending <laughs> and we'll all see the outcome. And depending how it goes, I think I'm also going to sue my parents because wahala, the wahala is too bad. Too bad. <laughs> You're tired. You're tired. So that is my what the F is Sorry, this week. Yeah. Yes, the world is crazy. Literally. People. The world is crazy. Please. Okay. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So on to my two persons. So we're fresh in 2020. We've got our hacks and resolutions and things. <laughs> but but even though we're like we're in the new year, some of us can't help um, thinking back in 2019 and thinking about what we didn't do or what we couldn't do or we couldn't achieve. So my two persons today is on regret. Hmm. Now, regret is feeling bad because things could have been better if we had made different decisions, right? And it is a central part of decision-making and happens to be one of the most common negative emotions that people feel, regret. Now, recently I was asked by a friend whether I had regretted ending my, my most, most recent relationship. Mm -hmm. And I said, do I regret it? Absolutely not. Would I do it again? Absolutely not. Because hmm. at the end of the day, 
it just teaches you for me it just taught me lessons what i want what i do not want in a relationship and things like that and i'm the type not to try and dwell too much and regret mm -hmm. too much because it doesn't really take you anywhere now when i was a job that you i didn't take and later realized that oh this job would have been good for me or like i said like a relationship or even having kids people regret mm -hmm. having kids it's, or not having, or having kids, kids yes. Right? So it's safe to say that regret is a normal part of human, uh, the human experience. But the thing is that it can also be quite disruptive and it can be quite harmful. Mm -hmm. If you're the type who just follows in your regret and you don't do anything right. for the future to change it, it can be harmful to you. And uh, the fact is that as long as we make choices, those choices have consequences. And those consequences can lead to regret, right? Um, at the time of decision making that inevitably led to the regret, uh, you believe that you have the enough information at hand to 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 make to make to make the right decision. And sometime down the line, you look back and then you say, mm, "I could have made different decisions." Mm -hmm. Not if to be to this. Exactly. And you remember we talked about hindsight bias last week. <laughs> this is closely related to that. You think you would have done things differently because somehow, oh, would I had I known? Mm -hmm. so, um, but the thing about regret is that it helps us learn about ourselves. It helps us learn about what we want, what we don't like, and the choices that we make. So, what to do? One, focus on the positives. I believe that in almost every regrettable incident or event, there is something that you can take out of mm -hmm. it and then focus on that for the future. For example, let's say that you have a job that just makes you travel so much and then you now realize that those people who actually got the job and were traveling so much, their health is suffering under mm -hmm. that. So you can say that, well, I didn't get the job, but at least my health is intact, right? Um, let your mistakes teach you lessons. I guess that's pretty simple. Yeah. Just take, take, take the positive lesson from that if you can. The third is don't always put the blame on someone else. Mm. Sometimes it's you. It's not always the other person. Be, you should be able to humble yourself and know that, well, I made this decision. I made I some had really a hand in this. In this right? Exactly. So, and yeah, I had a hand in this, so it's really my fault. Um... For example, you've got, uh, you've got some mothers or some fathers out there. They don't talk to their children with common sense. They say, oh, I wish I'd never, got, you know, uh, I'd never brought you through this world. Mm. I wish I'd never done this. Forgetting to think that you are the one who brought them into this world. It's not their fault, is it? It is your fault. So you're not blaming the child. It's totally, like, totally, totally Or they wrong. go wayward. But, but you raised them, right? So who are you blaming are you for blaming? what they turn into? Who are you into? blaming, right? So, the fourth one is sharing regrets. A lot of the times we are alone with our thoughts. It's good to have somebody that you can share your, your regrets with. Don't, get, don't share with people who are going to immediately judge and say, yeah, I knew it. You made the right bad decision. I knew it. Have somebody who's a bit empathetic. There are ways to say that, okay, I, I knew you did this wrong, but that is not the time. There's a time mm -hmm. for everything, you know. Um, number five, right your wrongs. Um... If you made a decision that led to a regrettable action, yours is to go up and say, I apologize for what I did. I can't make it. I can't turn back time, but I can apologize for what I did or what I, what, yeah, for what I did. Simple. And to sum it all up is this quote I saw, stay away from what might have been and look at what can be. Hmm. And that's my two questions on regret. Please don't wallow in regret. It's, it's, it's just not, not helpful. It's not helpful. It's not healthy. 
So that's that for me. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> it's also somewhat related to Christmas, but mm -hmm. actually can be extrapolated to a much wider set of situations. Mm -hmm. I would like to talk to you this week about... Ghanaian concert experiences or the Ghanaian concert Trouble. experience <laughs> and you can you know interchange concert with a show or I don't know whatever type of thing that has you leave your house pay money and go somewhere <laughs> all right it's now having been I consider myself somewhat an ex expert on Ghanaian concerts because I've been to almost all of them at least once okay Whatever, you know, festival, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, I've probably been once and regret and <laughs> regret <laughs> it going. So, also, I am a victim slash survivor of last year's Ghana Music Awards. So, oh, I'm coming that. to you with PTSD, you know, trauma. Um, my question is simple. Why must every Ghanaian concert be punishment and suffering? Mm. Mm. So anyway, so here are some characteristics of Ghanaian concerts. One, they are always late. Yeah. They all, without fail, they are going to start two to three hours late. Two to three hours after the time indicated on your ticket. Why? What is that, really? And again, the Ghana Music Awards is a classic example. And I'm sure that, listen, like I always say, it don't come from me. I'm going to have to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> if it comes from me, I will clap back with the seats. <laughs> you say you start at seven, but they don't start till 10. And then they're, they're, and even when they do start, they're like, hey, are you ready? I'm like, listen, if you don't, if you don't get, to, get to the point. Are you guys ready for a wonderful time? And we're sitting, we're like drenched in sweat three hours after the fact. And I'm like, it's, 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 yeah, we it, don't respect people's time. Thank that's, you. That's what happens. You don't respect First of all, time. nowadays, these tickets are not cheap. They really aren't. Mm. You know. Um, and so the least you could do is, is again, like, like Eddie said, respect our time. Mm. If you say seven, at the, at the worst, 7.30, you should be rolling. Yes. Hour, they will literally leave you there for hours and hours. And it's not right. And every, it happens every time. And I'm so sick of it. It literally ruins. By the time the show yeah. starts, I, I'm ready to, to go, go home. home. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always say, I finally realize why Ghanaian audiences tend to be dry. If you've ever watched a show, yeah, people laugh, are looking laugh. there, looking like mm, stank-faced, dejected, <laughs> not even paying attention. They won't clap for you. No. They certainly won't stand up and cheer. Please, who are you? I know. I remember, though, I think Alison Hines was on there. She yes. got no love. I'm like, me. I was sitting there with my fan like sis and I love Alison Hines. Yeah. I was just over it by oh. then. We need to do better. We need to do better. Our impunctuality cannot extend to events where you have it's different even if it's your engagement, it's still mm. out of order to start late. Whatever we just need to work on our punctuality. But once you take my money, then it becomes a different thing. Then I yeah. expect what was advertised i expect it to be what's on the tin don't tell me you know this contains fresh strawberries and it's not like <laughs> listen 
Stop. We need, listen, event organizers, look, it's not cute. This three hours late thing is nonsense. You need to cut it out and start start beginning your shows on time. I'll get up and go. I, I, I don't have the patience. Hey, but then after you've paid, because listen, I don't play with my, give money. Me my money. Like, Give me my money back. Because <laughs> it's not cool. So, second thing, getting in will be like passing through the gates of hell. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Somehow... We're at the place, but somehow we can't even organize ourselves to the point where you should, you can enter smoothly. I don't understand, you know. I don't understand. It's always some, some bottleneck. This is choked at the entrance. They don't have sufficient, again, and not to single out the VGMAs, but really that was like the epitome, like the apex of the nonsense. You know what I mean? Because you, you they knew they had sold, is it 3,000 tickets or 4,000 mm. tickets? But you have two entrances, which are both, you know, entrance and egress. So oh, you're supposed to go in and out those 3,000 people. How the hell is that supposed to work? So, of course, by the time I got in, I, <laughs> I was disheveled. I've been to a concert where I lost a button on my oh. trying to get in because it's like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, no, I can't. Do, I, I can't. Maybe that's what I, I, I just can't. What, what, what is that? Like what, what is that? Every time I've never been anywhere where getting in was smooth. And now, point two point one, you may get lashed or tased. Now this is in direct reference to Afro Nation and Afrochella that not Afrochella, dirty Did rave that just happened. Apparently they were lashing people at one of them and somebody so a few people is it you that sent me that yeah, on Instagram yeah, 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 on so. Twitter? Mm -hmm. Some people said they got tased, tased. at the gate at Dirty Wave. And it's all because they haven't made the entrances like I don't know what to, like systematic or mm. smooth or whatever. You should understand when you have a certain volume of people, people, you need to have a certain number of entrances and you have to separate the entrances mm. from the exits so that it doesn't get choked. These are simple things I feel. Like I uh, anyway. Three, it will be uncomfortable. So once you fought to get in, they've torn your shirt or whatever it is, your weave is your biggest Yes. Your glue has lifted all that and you finally made it in. Nine times out of a ten, if it's an indoor event, it is too hot in there because they've decided not to use standing ACs or whatever it is. Again, knowing that you have a certain number of people, which I'm going to get, this will be 3A, B, and C. Because 3A is that they oversell the tickets. Mm. So the venue that is supposed to hold 200 people, they've sold 350 tickets. That's one. And what that results in is it's too hot it is too crowded, and they've, they've squeezed the seating together, unless it's the stadium where at least you have fresh air or something outdoor. But these indoor ones, they pack the chairs close yeah, to each other. Yeah, why do they do that? Like, what? Just to get more people? Yes, yeah, so they can get more people, so they can get more money. But that's not even safe. Like, if it there's isn't. a fire or something. Fire hazards, um, emergency exit. Because when I go, I know this is an HSE violation. <sighs> Health and safety, you know, violations all over the place. Fire risks. Stampede risk. I'm sure nobody's checking for that. Of course not. Anyway, so, and then, <clears throat> not only that, because they oversell the tickets, you go in there with full confidence, having paid 300 CDs for a ticket, and you'll find that you have nowhere to sit. And they'll be like, oh, okay, well, they'll just look at your face. <laughs> One of Sarkodie's shows, people were carrying folding chairs from outside. I don't know where they found the plastic oh, chairs or 
to come and put them in the aisles. So of course, if something happens, and this was the same thing at the VGMA, the media were in the aisles. Usually they have a media pool Session, yeah. where they all stand, we can take pictures or whatever it is, no. So they would all crowd in the aisles. And so when all the you know mayhem and melee happened, mm. they were in the aisles, people were scattered. <laughs> and, and then the tear gas in an enclosed space, but you... Point number four, VIP is a scam. <laughs> I saw so many tweets VIP is a scam, sis, and brothers. <laughs> One, either it's that they set the VIP stage so far and in some funny corner that the regular, like, hoi polloi get a better view than the VIP do, mm -hmm. or the VIP, again, is packed so packed that you wish you were somewhere else anyway or like afro nation the vip section didn't even have one chair there i don't <laughs> oh my now again these are not cheap tickets we're talking about mm. we've that era of affordable tickets has mm. long passed if there ever was one so again people are paying what three four five hundred cds for vip tickets and either you get nowhere to sit or there's, yeah, you know, th all the chairs are gone. There are no chairs to yeah. begin with. The barrier, I've been to a concert with the barricades between the VIP mm -hmm. and the regulars. They, people just kept jumping over. <laughs> so at the nah, end, was, we was... all just mixed in there together. So you're like, why did I buy this buy VIP, VIP ticket? ticket yeah. Why? Doesn't make sense. So, Lord, and then what's my final point? Yes. Final point is these events go on for too long. The VGMAs. We do not need oh. 2,572 performers in one concert. <laughs> we literally don't. No, but Beyonce's concerts are two hours. Mm -hmm. Rihanna, one and a half hours. Um, whoever, whoever, all these rolling loud or whatever, it's, three hours maximum. Ghanaian concerts will start at 10 and end at 4.30 in the morning. Ah, <laughs> what, is, what, what is that? Why? One year, what did I watch on TV? Because I've stopped going now. And mm. even the watching the broadcast on TV was tired. Mm. And GTV cut it off at 2 a.m. And they weren't even done. <laughs> of course. They have to. I remember watching the VGMAs. And it went on forever. And I, I just went to bed. Yes, I just get up and go to bed. No. There is no need. There is no need. Or you have to edit. If you're going to start late, you'll have to edit. Mm. People are going to be yeah, upset. Yeah, 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 but yeah. that means you know you're going to cut off half the opening acts. Because there's no longer any time. But we need... I mean, most concerts, you get one opening act... As you say, somebody is supporting somebody on tour. That's what it means. Normani is opening for Adele or whoever. Who was she opened for? Sam Smith. Mm. One opening act, the main act, we've gone. We've closed. Only in Ghana, you have 15 opening acts. Then by the time the main person comes on, you are exhausted. Because it is 3.30 in the morning. Then they're all like, everybody should... No, I'm not, everybody will not shout or <laughs> sing along. Excuse you. One, two, let's go. You and who go where? I'm tired. I'm going to my house. Listen, we need to... We have so much wonderful music. We have so many wonderful artists. And we make the experience of seeing them live... So painful that me, who is such a music lover and would happily support all these people and events and whatever, I'm not going to go because every time I've gone, it's been a stressful and painful experience. And I feel like, look, it's 2020. 2020 is the, the year where 
all nonsense must stop, stop. you know. Mm -hmm. We're in a new decade. As I said, I love even numbers. 2020 is just curvy and beautiful <laughs> and is aesthetically pleasing. Let's get it together this year. Right. And we can't keep repeating the same mistakes, same oh, no. complaints. Oh, every oh, no. year on and, and and then you come and say 20 years of VGMA, but you don't know that. Oh, that was terrible. Horrible. It was such an embarrassment. And I'm saying, like, again, I'm not singling out the VGMA because every event that happens in this country is a hot mess what in some way or another. What about the ones at Allianz? Thank you, because I almost forgot yeah, to say that. Yeah, the only, yes, yes, the yes. only place that I've universally enjoyed every concert I've been to is at Allianz, Allianz Francaise. Yeah, yeah. Every time. They tend to start... Uh, roughly uh, because I went to EL's concert and I was just I didn't even finish because again I'm just like look <laughs> but at least you'll be comfortable they have nice food options in there it's breezy it's yes, spacious yes, yes. getting in is not too painful because the venue is not too big they don't it's it's not bad v Alliance is, is a pleasant ish place to be yeah. Um, manifest concerts that he does at Buko Marina. I like the place. I will I will call you guys out because y'all started hours late as well. But the concert was wonderful. Um, but yeah, generally, we just need to... We need to do better than no, this. No, we do, we do. It's, it's so disrespectful to the people that attend. Like, you just... You yeah, take their money they, and... mind is like, oh, this is how we've been doing this. Oh, ah, it's okay. Let's do it like that. If they'll it's complain, right. but next year they'll come. Whether you have to stand or thing. squat. If people or... said they wouldn't come, they'll, they'll, yes, they'll, 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 they'll have to revamp and do better. Anyway, I feel like I've talked for like 20 minutes, so <laughs> let me stop here. But I would just like to say, Ghanaian concert and event organizers, get your lives together in 2020. All right, then. Okay, okay. so okay. I think that's it. That's it so. for today, all right, then. See <laughs> okay. you next week. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.